Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go. Acts chapter 24. And let me just catch you up in the context here. Paul went to Jerusalem. He had been warned along the way in about every city. The Holy Spirit was speaking prophetically that when you get to Jerusalem, chains and tribulation await you. And Paul would not be moved. He said, I'm even ready to die for the name of Jesus in Jerusalem. So he went there and sure enough, (laughs) I mean, the mob tried to kill him. He was really rescued by uh, Claudius Lysias the commander of the Roman army there. He was taken in, and then there was a plot to kill him. So then the commander commanded that there be several hundred troops that would take him by night from Jerusalem to Caesarea, which was a beautiful Roman city considered by the Jews to be a pagan city. So they would never want to go there normally. Uh But he was taken to Caesarea. By the way, just to mention Caesarea, that's where Peter was told by the Lord, go to Caesarea, to Cornelius' house. Don't doubt. Normally he would not have gone there, but that's where the Holy Spirit first fell on the Gentiles. And so it says that Paul was taken by night to Caesarea, and he was locked up there. And uh, the commander there in Caesarea said... I will hear your case when your accusers have come from Jerusalem. So that's where we stop. And here now we pick it up in chapter 24. It says this. Now, after five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down with the elders and a certain orator named Tertullus. Tertullus. And so an orator, this is somebody that's going to make a case against Paul. These gave evidence to the governor against Paul. Verse 2. And when he was called upon, Tertullus began his accusation saying, now you're going to hear how slick this guy is, all right? So he begins, uh, Tertullus begins his accusation saying, seeing that through you we enjoy great peace and prosperity is being brought to this nation by your foresight, we accept it always as in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Nevertheless, not to be too tedious, not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us. So he's asking up front, being, you know, the niceties, uh, being very gracious, very appreciative to him, asking, would you please hear us out as we make this case against Paul? Verse five, for we have found this man a plague a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. Now, what does he mean, the sect of the Nazarenes? Well, uh, by and large, in Jerusalem especially, all the believers in Jesus were Jewish people, but they were of the sect. They were Jews, but they were of a sect of the Jews, of the Nazarenes. Why would they be called the Nazarenes? because Jesus was Jesus of Nazareth. He came from Nazareth. So uh, the sect of the Nazarenes, but notice they didn't cease to be Jewish. They were just a particular sect now of Judaism. So it goes on to say, he even tried 
you know, Tertullus is talking about Paul. He even tried to profane the temple and we seized him. Well, that's not true, but they're making this case against him. He tried to profane the temple and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Lysias, came by and with great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may ascertain all these things of which we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were so. So all the people that came with uh, uh, Tertullus and the others, Ananias and such, the high priest, they were saying, that's right, that's exactly the way it happened. Verse 10, then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, and Paul is not all that uh, naive either as to know how to approach this leader. He said, inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself because you may ascertain that it is no more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. Now, when he says that, Remember, Paul is a Roman citizen, so he's not simply a Jew. He is a Jew, but he was born in a Roman city. He was born as a Roman. So it says uh, they can't prove it. In other words, they have to prove it according to Roman law for him to be uh, sentenced for these crimes, these alleged crimes. Verse 14, Paul goes on to say, But this I confess to you, that according to the way, And the way is talking about the way of the Lord Jesus, the way that believers in Jesus would walk. He said, but this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers. See, I still worship the God of my fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, etc. He said, but according to the way which they call a sect, I do worship the God of my fathers that way, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead. See, so here's the Pharisees' belief, not the Sadducees. I have hope in God, which they also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Now, after many years, now he's going to tell the story. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with a mob nor with tumult. Uh, They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me. Or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council, unless it is for this one statement which I cried out saying among them concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged by you this day. That's when he cried out recognizing that some of the accusers were Pharisees and some were Sadducees. We talked about that yesterday, verse 22. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, 
when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. And so Felix actually understood more about the sect of the Jews called Nazarenes or those who believed in Jesus. So now he wants that Roman commander who really rescued Paul from the violence of the mob. He wants him to come over to Caesarea so that he can get the Roman side of the story, so to speak. Verse 23. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning faith in Christ. Now think about this. Felix, who is a Roman leader, a Roman governor of sorts, of sorts, is married to a Jewish woman. And of course, that's not uncommon. It's not surprising because they're ruling the part of the Roman Empire that has Jews. And so, you know, the commanders are there. They see a pretty girl, so to speak, fall in love, and then they want to marry them and and make whatever concessions or excuses necessary. And there you go. But nonetheless, to marry, to have a Jewish wife, you're going to understand more about Jewish life and, and Jewish beliefs and such. And so, uh, but now he wants the commander Lysias to come. So it goes on to say in verse 25, now as he reasoned about righteousness, well, I should mention that uh, the end of verse 24 says, he would send for Paul and heard him concerning faith in Christ. So Paul is getting an opportunity to preach the gospel to Felix. Verse 25, now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Paul was freaking him out because Paul was just giving him the reality about how this is going to play out at the end of the age. And Felix was nervous about it. And so he would say, go away. When I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. Verse 26. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul that he might release him. So it goes on to say, therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. So he was conversing because he was interested in what Paul had to say, but he was also used to being paid off, bribed by prisoners. And this is a way that he would make money off the side, on the side, by prisoners who have family members that will give money to uh, pay off the Roman leaders. Isn't that horrible? It's just the world that they lived in and the world, unfortunately, that we live in as well. Verse 27, but after two years... Portius Festus succeeded Felix in his Roman uh, leadership position, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. Well, thanks a lot. Well, we shouldn't be too upset because this was the plan of God that Paul would eventually get to Rome by Roman expense. So he leaves Paul bound, and we're going to pick up that story in the next chapter tomorrow, chapter 25. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, 
how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called the Jerry Dearman podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament daily with Jerry Dearman.